Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This this story is surprising only because you never think of a business like this run by these people. But maybe, just maybe, we've overlooked what these people are capable of. Who are these people? Because, Tommy, if you need to trust someone, Mm -hmm. which you would to... Which you wouldn't need to in this business. Yeah. They're perfect. And if you need to fly under the radar, well, a cover like this one would be the best you could have. Ooh, a cover. This story comes to us from Dansville. What happened? Authorities executed a search warrant at a home after a months-long drug investigation. And they say that this search at the home turned up drugs and multiple weapons. Mm. When it was all said and done, police arrested two people, a 37-year-old man and a 30-year-old woman. And in the reports... The pair were described Mm. as a couple. Okay. If the allegations are true, it's possible that these two shared the place that was searched. Yeah. Now, the pair are facing a bunch of charges. They have a court date coming up. By the way, quick sidebar. Does a court date count as a date date? It is an official date. It's a night out. Right? I mean, you're together. You may get served some food and time. (laughs) So you almost never see couples getting into the crime game together. Yeah. It's even more rare to see them get in the drug game together. And this pair, they're just facing allegations. They're mm. innocent until proven guilty. However, why don't you see husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, drug-selling combos? Do you think it starts that way? Like, you, were they were they boyfriend-girlfriend before they got into the game? Did or they were meet they, at the crack house? Or did they... Did this develop over time? So you're telling me this is a co-worker romance that started over drug dealing? I would assume that if you're in a relationship where you're selling drugs, you were in a relationship and then sold drugs. I don't think you were separately selling drugs and there was a love connection when you came. Yeah, so let's say you both got into drugs together. But let's say let's say your boyfriend's a drug dealer. Okay, and then you slowly get involved in what he's doing. Also possible. Could be. You that. Know what I mean, mm-hmm. it could go that way. And one influence the other. All of these things are possible. But what's funny is I working get, together is hard. Especially as a, you know, those family run businesses. Look at Bonnie and Clyde. How did that work out? Actually pretty good till the end. It was horrible. Well, yeah, I mean I said till the end. And she said, Don't go down that road. Do you think women aren't good drug dealers? Do I think that they're not good drug dealers? I mean, if if you were to say if the uh who's a better drug dealer, a man or a woman, you would I would me- say a female because guys might overreact, be hotheads Ooh. where they may be calmer. Ooh, interesting. Kimmy, man or woman better so drug dealer. You don't dealer. see a lot of 
you see more men get caught for this kind of thing than women. And is that because there are more men in the game or because women don't get caught Can you do me a favor? You keep saying, that's the second time you said in the game, and I was going to let it slide initially. But watching you you say in the game. In the business. You try to sound like someone who just watched The Wire and you want to sound like (laughs) him to, hey, you know, when you're in the game, like Kimmy, when you're in the drug game. Well, I will say this. In the drug dealing business. In the trap. Anytime I see, like, you know when they they make a cocaine bus and you see all those packets of cocaine like that? Yeah. I go, my wife can fold like that. <laughs> like, my wife can make those corners and can tape like that. Should I so, a little more organized? Oh, yeah. Like, I could see, like, a gifting table, like, wrapping center mm-hmm. and a cocaine distribution center. Probably the same basic operation. Can you tell who lives in Pittsburgh based on the term gifting table <laughs> center? We have a gifting station in our base of all that stuff. And my wife could probably flip that into a Coke business <laughs> in a matter of two hours. Success. We got the shelving and we have the lighting. The phone number is 252-WCMF-252-9263. Would your wife... Make a good drug partner. Now, obviously, do not sell drugs. Mm. You're risking too much, and you're hurting people when you mm-hmm. do it. But in those crime fantasies all guys have, whether it's robbing a bank yeah. or you know, whatever, selling drugs, our partners are never the women we're committed to when we have these fantasies. Why? Mm. I don't know. Would your wife make a good drug dealer partner? Oh, I think so. So you would, if your wife wanted to sell drugs, you would be in with her? But yeah, I mean, I'm a gung ho. No, but <laughs> I could see it be. I could She'd see be it good being at it, successful. Yeah. Really? Yes. I could see that. Yeah. Because she's very personable. I mean, everything would have like you know, like little gift cards and thank you notes. You know, they're and addictive. Like, you don't really have to do that. But she would. It would <laughs> almost be like a gift basket of dope <laughs> and soaps and dope. like oh, that's what you call your business. Dope dopes and soaps <laughs> and candles. You know what I mean? Like little inspirational cards. Well, she wants it to look nice. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it would have like that grassy stuff at the bottom of the basket. That's, that's called weed. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you go. Kimmy, would you and your husband make good drug dealing partners? Uh, n- No. No. Why? Well, first of all, I'm a terrible liar. Okay. I, I don't think oh, I really? would. Because you've been selling that I was sick a couple weeks ago live for like three weeks now. But that's fine. Go on. Well, exactly. I'm a terrible liar. Um, I knew it! Uh, no, I just think we would have a lot of disagreements about like how it's, how it should happen. Ooh. He would be too like nonchalant about like I would be panicking all the time, okay. and I, that would not make I would not be a good partner in crime. I okay. think she'd be good. You know why? Why is that? She don't flash. She'd be that person that keeps all her money stashed. Like there wouldn't be a fancy car, fancy nights out. Uh, it would, she would be like the drug dealer next door. What makes you think she doesn't flash? Everything. What do you mean? Because I'm dressed like a 15 year old boy right now. Yeah, I mean she's a non-flash. <laughs> Are you taking his punch lights away yes. from him so he can't hurt you? Yes. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like they could totally fly under the radar. Okay. Yeah. Um, but what? Yeah, but I think you have to you have to have a certain level of confidence with when pulling this kind of thing off. And my husband would have that, but I would not. You know, Kimmy brought up a good point. Like the disagreements they would have about selling mm-hmm. drugs. Is that why? Well, it could kill. Uh, that could kill you. But maybe that's why most guys, when they think of that, if I was going to sell drugs, here's who I would do it with. You're mm-hmm. right. Like, the, like think about the disagreements you have just everyday life. Small petty things that blow up into massive arguments in your house, right? right. Like now, when your freedom and your potential safety is on the line. But maybe that brings you together. Maybe the potential risk <sighs> draws you closer. Those other things don't matter. I can mm-hmm. really bring a couple together. Well, you definitely have to be, you know, on the same page. Mm-hmm. 
252-WCMF, 252-9263. We're talking about this warrant that was served out in Dansville. A 37-year-old man, 30-year-old woman arrested. Uh, police say they found drugs and guns. Like we said, months-long investigation. But they're described as a couple in the story, which is strange because you rarely see couples arrested yeah. for selling drugs. And as we have this discussion, Tommy's convinced that his wife would be the perfect drug-dealing partner. Mm-hmm. Here's the question. Right. It's also possible we don't think of women as drug dealers because they have traditionally a better moral compass. Yes, they do. Would they want to do it? Because, Kimmy, you wouldn't even want – it wouldn't cross your mind to even consider doing something like this. Uh, no. Okay. No, I'm too scared. <clears throat> Tommy, is there enough money to be made where you could sell your wife on selling drugs? I think that would have to be it, right? Like like a quick score, you can make so much money so fast. Okay. Like uh, that might be so intoxicating. All right, let me ask you a question. Hypothetical situation. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you'd have to work years to make this money that we can make – just drive it over to this house. All right. Let's say you got to be drug dealers for six months, mm. you and your wife. Yeah. But there's a half a mil in it for you at the <laughs> end. And by the way, under the under the T. Well, no. I mean, if you pay taxes on it, then- You don't if, pay tax on drug money. Well, no. There is a spot on your tax form, which you can- In fact, with taxes coming up, you can look at it. There's a spot for drug money. I'm not exaggerating. You get arrested immediately. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Look, that's how they get a lot of these big-time drug dealers is on tax evasion. It's how they got Al Capone. All right, so I'm going under the T. Okay, fine. You're going under the T. Would your wife, do you think your wife, for six months of risk, because she could lose everything, mm. not see your kids, yeah. her grandkids grow yeah. up, right? Like, And her, that's the fly in the ointment right there. But half a mil for six months. Could that's you sell her on it? She, uh, no? No. I might just do it on my own. Okay, now you're busted. I know. Okay. But as soon as you say grandkids and all that stuff, no. Half a mil, though, man. Think about the I life know. she could provide for them. You guys would never have to worry about money again. For I mean, like half a mil for you. That might, that's a billion dollars for Kimmy. You're not going to outlive half a billion dollars. <laughs> I know. Kimmy, would you do it for half a million dollars in six months? I'm, I was going to say, maybe if, it, if I thought I was only going to be doing it for a short period of time, I might be a little bit more likely to do it. Now, keep in mind, that short period of time can be even shorter if you get caught. Sure. Like, there's Killed. no guarantee. Yeah, Killed. exactly. Like, there's, you're running risk I, Well, I think yes. part of the fear of getting into it in the first place for me would be, like, how am I ever going to get out of it once you start? Okay. So I guess Pull if there's, like, back a... In. I guess, like, if there's... It's just, like... A one-time thing, like maybe I'd be more likely to, to do it thinking there's less chance of me getting caught just doing it once. So that's what happened to my a guy I knew. His but his brother got busted. Good catch. He's, he's, <laughs> Man, I can deal drugs. That's what happened to my uh, guy I knew his brother. I, told you, I work with the kid, I'm and kidding. his brother was you know involved. He wasn't directly, uh-huh. but he was getting all he was getting money for was actually doing his job and looking out the window. And reporting to these guys on a radio. And he still got caught. Oh, big time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Does oh, he have to be? Big. To get caught looking out a window? Well, because they figured it out. Caught? Like, the Coast Guard figured out there's only one person that have, would have this information. It's that dude oh. sitting right there. And he thought he was free and clear. And he was living a life, brother. Well, until he got caught. Did yeah. he do federal time? Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he may He may still. Wait, seriously? Oh, yeah. This is back when they, were, they weren't messing with cocaine. So he was, I, I can tell you what he was. So back in the day, you know, all those draw bridges in Florida? Yeah. Well, they have tenders that sit up there at night. So out the inlet, he could see where the, when the Coast Guard was leaving. And he would sit there, he would get on a radio, talk to the guys out in, in, in the ocean, wow. saying they're out, they're in, what they're doing. And they figured out who was doing it and whose shift it was. And it was, I, I worked with this kid at Wind Dixie. We were both just a couple of clerks. And his brother always had like cars motorcycles, dressed sharp, and he's working a job that probably paid you $8,000 a year. Okay. 
And they nailed his ass bad. He, he was in all the papers. How long did he do it for? I don't know. Oh, okay. I just I was wondering how long it took until he actually got caught. I think they just figured it out pretty quick. Oh. And look, there's the reason why you don't do this stuff. I mean, past the moral conviction. I mean, like you're. But all seriously- he had to do, he wasn't even touching anything. He was just saying, yeah. "Hey, here they go. They're over here." We got Facebook messages coming in again talking about this couple as they're described in the story uh, arrested after a warrant served drugs and guns found month long investigation according to police. Um, you know, we talked about how you never see couples yeah. get arrested for mm-hmm. drug dealing. This comes in from Dave. Dave writes us, you don't see couples selling drugs together because women don't want to do this. If I went to my wife and said this was an opportunity, she would tell me no and she might even leave me for it. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Because what normal couple has ever had a conversation, do you want to sell weed? Do right. you want to sell Coke? How do you feel about mushrooms? Mm-hmm. Like, Can you say with absolute certainty, if you brought this up as a joke to your wife tonight at dinner, mm-hmm. that she would immediately recoil at the idea? Oh. I think it would say a lot about her trust in you. If you brought it up and she immediately said no, Like, that's just her saying, there's no way your idea would be good enough or we, well, you could pull it off. Look, we're pieces of crap in here. She yeah. could also just not be more, she could be morally opposed to the idea of selling drugs, True. which a lot of, yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, that's completely a reasonable take. Well, let's say that they're like soft drugs, you know, hard drugs. So you're saying like selling pot or something. Pot or, you know. Give me another soft drug. There, <laughs> I don't know if there's an and past uh, soft. What's I would say a... Uh, like cocaine is a softer of, the, of all the if drugs. If you can overdose and die, it's yeah. not a soft drug. Why you don't have, you put your hands up? You can have 10 shots of whiskey and die. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't. You but I'm saying it's a softer <laughs> drug. Okay. So maybe just pot here. Well, but there's no needles involved, okay. you know, fentanyl. You know. No, that is okay. I'm not saying they're good, Pat. Would a woman, Tommy, yeah. who dealt drugs in her past be a deal breaker for you starting a relationship? No. No. In her past? Yeah. No. So you'd give her a chance if you found that out up front? Sure. I mean, if she's an older woman and she's kind of like on the straight and narrow? Yeah. yeah. Let's say she did time. How much time? Uh, Three years fed. Ooh. No, I think it'd be all right. Really? I mean, she was a good looking woman and- she doesn't have, she's not too inked up. So you could do a relationship with that woman. As long as she's not too inked up. Okay. So no tattoos. Let's say she, I love how you assume everybody that goes to and jail that's gets what's, inked. Yeah. The, like there are, the there are white collar drug crimes where people get busted and do federal I understand. Time, I understand. Right. And even I mean, that if she went, I, I mean, she went to like soft ass girl prison. Oh no, it was hard prison, but it was 25 years ago. She did three year stretch. Oh yeah. Come on. Would you tell her not to tell this story around your family? Uh, no. So you'd be okay with your brothers finding out that you're dating a woman that did three years? I mean, years at my for- age, okay. if I was, I will say this, if I was a younger man, uh, that would, I would probably tell her no. Okay. But at my age, what do I care? I mean, because you got kids and nieces and nephews, and you probably don't want that out there to encourage them. You wouldn't tell family, but would you tell buddies? Oh, yeah. Like, would that almost be a thing to brag about for absolutely. some guys? Oh, absolutely. Because she's kind of edgy. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, well, I'm wondering, like, I didn't know if you'd just be overall embarrassed about it or if there would be some times where you would actually think it's cool and want to show it off. Oh, in that moment where I think it's cool, I'm definitely dropping that. No, but here's the thing. Especially man. some guy's bragging about his old lady's, like, lame-ass skill, My- you know, or something like somebody's <laughs> bragging. You know, guys will brag about their wives, but it's like, who cares? Okay. But yeah. it also means she wasn't a good drug dealer because she got caught and did three years in federal prison. <laughs> I understand that. Like, I what are you bragging that. about? My wife's a bad coke dealer. Wouldn't you also be worried, like, who who would still be connected to her? If she lived that lifestyle, 
25 years ago? Yeah, I don't know. That's enough time, right? I don't know. I'm, that's what I'm asking. No, I mean, if some, nobody's gotten to her by now, I think the world's slowest revenge. <laughs> well, not even so much revenge, but just like maybe people she associates with. Well, people in her past, you see, we had the discussion about like Facebook. pop up? Yeah, you know, people in your past popping up again, running into people at bars or restaurants or Wegmans. You know, it's funny, like, you know, your wife runs into an old co-worker, it's from school. Mm. This woman yeah. runs into an old co-worker, it's Cartel. a much different... Yeah, right? Yeah. But that guy might be pretty cool. They might be on the straight now. It's so funny, like your white bread east side ass thinks you'd be able to hang with people like that. Like you, it's cool. If that guy walked down your street, you would call the cops immediately. Do you think you're going to stop at Pittsburgh Wegmans? A Colombian drug lord. What? Who are you in your own head? Oh, regular ass guy, I guess. You know what's weird? (laughs) I wouldn't judge this woman for her past. Like I wouldn't have like a moral objection. You know, people can change, right? You Mm -hmm. know, you make mistakes. I think I would be too intimidated by it. Why? Well, one, you know, you said you would brag about it to your buddies. I wouldn't tell my buddies not out of shame, but because it makes my wife sound more badass than I am. She's tougher than you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't. I got to be the toughest one in the relationship, at least from the outside. I don't want everyone to think that, like, you know, if push comes to shove, she's going to be the one that like grabs a straight Protects razor you. at the bar and like <laughs> holds him down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there, but there are <clears throat> couples where the wife has a. A more macho job than their husbands, like legit. And you make fun of those guys <clears throat> mercilessly. <laughs> One of them was our friend and former coworker, and on a and an hourly basis, you would let him hear about it. <laughs> See, there it is. You hear that? Evil evil, well, that guy was a huge laugh. puss. Man. Oh yeah, was not anymore. Now he's lifted weights. What are you talking about? Was call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There are ages you expect to see when you read about certain crimes. Yeah. Like this, for example, is a crime of jackassery. To be a fool. Oh, yeah. Drunken kids doing stupid things immediately pops in your head. That is, until we meet what might be the oldest jackasser this side of the Pennsylvania border. Who we got? You hanging out in the break room? It's just Classic Rock, 96.5. WCMF. So we know that folks getting into the new Bills Stadium construction site was a problem mm-hmm. during the season. So much so, it garnered its own phrase. Feed the pit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we talked about feeding the pit leading mm-hmm. up to the uh, Chiefs game. So this weekend, uh, the 
district attorney out in Erie, Erie County finally released the identities of all the folks who were charged this season with going into the construction site on game day. So they drain the pit. Drain the pit. Drain the pit. So we already knew about the guy in his 20s who was allegedly drunk, high on marijuana, LSD, and cocaine, also naked, covered in human poo, who jumped the fence. Right. Kind of an outlier there, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't, yeah, I don't a, think he was intentionally feeding the pit. No, 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 no. no. He was feeding something. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as we go down the list, there was a 17-year-old unnamed. That makes, makes sense. sense. Okay. 21-year-old, uh, 25-year-old. Yeah. Right? Kids. Yeah. Then as you go down the list, yeah. it's one that really stands out. The Erie County District Attorney says that Matthew Evans, 61 years old, Goddamn senior citizen, was arrested for going into the construction site the week the Bills hosted the Dolphins at Orchard Park. So this is a senior pitter. Yep. 61-year-old man. I would like everybody listening to just take a second to really let that register. He's a grandpa. Possibly. Right. Do, yeah. Do you have to climb a fence to get in? You have to climb okay, the so fence. This, this is a 61 year old fence climber. That That's the most remarkable <laughs> part of this story. But it's in shape. Okay. Like, think about just hopping a fence. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm 37 and I would be nervous about hopping a mm-hmm. normal backyard fence. Mm-hmm. These fences are like six, 12 eight, foot. 10, 12 feet. Yeah. yeah. And he got over it. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, there's nothing that says he was injured. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That yeah, is. Good for Richard Evans. Uh, excuse me, Matthew Evans, allegedly. Second question. Yeah. Second question. Why? So. Like, was he doing it for old guy purposes? Just to go guilty. look, Just to go look at the equipment? Or was this a, oh, I'm going to do it because somebody dared me to? Okay, now let's keep in mind as we talk about the timeline here. We already knew about the naked guy allegedly yeah. high on all that stuff. So folks were aware that if you go into this construction site, if you feed the pit, you were going to get in serious trouble. Right. There's no way somebody at that stadium was not aware of that story. Mm-hmm. So you would assume if he's guilty, he knew going into the pit mm-hmm. was going to get him in trouble. I mean, I'm hoping it's alcohol. But alcohol would normally lead to injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would be more frightened if he wasn't drunk. Like you thought you did this on a clear head. Okay, but would be be more disturbing to me. Look, man, you know Mm. how I drink in that parking lot. I understand. And you know that I make terrible decisions when I'm drinking. Mm. I'm 37. I have not been drunk enough in that parking lot to think scaling this fence to go into a construction site was a good idea. But think of all the older people now that we read about on a regular basis in here that you guys find these stories Mm -hmm. where it's a 55 community now of. DWI. Okay, that makes sense. Grabbing uh, cash. That makes doing sense. Doing stuff, hitting trees. Okay, but let's talk about the DWI makes sense because I've done this my whole life. You know, they didn't treat DWIs yeah, like this back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grabbing cash makes sense because you didn't save enough for retirement. Now you're scared. You're going to gamble George or whatever. The yelling at kids and like assaulting teenagers, that makes sense because you're going to respect me. This doesn't make sense. There's no way any 61-year-old man listening to this show should be able to get drunk to the point where they're like, I'm going to jump that fence. We don't even know he was drunk. <laughs> you shouldn't. And you I would- shouldn't. But we're living longer. We're also going to be living longer doing dumb stuff. But wouldn't you think a 61-year-old attending a Bills game, they've, they've done this before, would be my assumption. Yeah, you don't go to like, your first even Bills if you're game not a 61. Season, yeah, even if you're not a season ticket mm-hmm. holder, like if you live in the area, you've been to a Bills game, you've tailgated, it's nothing new, mm-hmm. so... It's not like you just you showed up and got wild and crazy one time because I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. You want I, attention, maybe? Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, what, did, would he have done it to look cool? Of course. Okay. Because what's the point? You're not grabbing a 
piece of heavy equipment and flipping it. Well, I mean, we don't know. Well, yeah, getting it out of there. Yeah. I get what you're saying. 252-WCMF, yeah. 252-9263. The district attorney in Erie County released the names and ages of all the people that have been arrested for going into the pit, the construction site of the new stadium, during game day this season. And there was a 61-year-old man. A 61-year-old man that was arrested for jumping that fence. This guy has to be single, right? I hope so. Well, he uh, will be. Yeah. I don't I know. Hope. Why do you assume that? No man over 40 who has a spouse at home is doing something this stupid. Have you met my dad? Okay, so let's talk about your dad. <laughs> Boy, that's a great call right there. <laughs> your dad's in great shape. He likes to show off. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Okay. Because your dad is in the shape where he could jump a fence. Yeah. Your dad loves to party. Could. Yeah. Your dad loves attention. If you found out, Kimmy, your dad was arrested for going in the pit. Would you be embarrassed or proud of him? I would be embarrassed, but I could also see my dad doing it thinking, I can't talk my way out of this. Ooh, like he would call. think he would think like, yeah, I'm just going to take an a old peek guy and, thing too. and I'll I'm not causing any trouble, so I can talk my way out of this. Yeah, because all old men think yeah. they know how the law works. Yes, and all old men... And it all seems to work in their favor. Like it, they, He's already coming up with excuses before he even gets in it. No, we've talked about this before because we've seen several old men get arrested mm. after police were called and they hung around the scene because they think, you're right, they can sit there and explain their side of the story yes. and the cops are going to go, of course, sir, you're right. I've watched Law and Order for years. Ice T said this. <laughs> or no, what is that? NYP doesn't matter. They're the one. They the watch them all. Like he thinks he's charming enough where they're, they're just going to tell me to leave. Nothing's going to happen. That's a really great call. But like, here's the thing. That's the other part of the story here is the proud versus ashamed of someone in your 60s, in their 60s, in your family doing something like this. Because we can't be sure Mm. if this man comes from a family of Bills fans, how ashamed, if any, they would be in him of him. Because the Dolphins game happened before Christmas. It's very possible. It was an expensive game, right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, all games this season were, but Mm. that was, yeah, that was the ticket. It's possible that after this man allegedly went into this construction site, he was greeted with a holiday standing ovation when he walked through the door of, with his family being yeah. there. Yeah. Thinking it's funny? Yeah. But that's not that's not good. Because now you're just feeding the beast. You're feeding the pit is what you're feeding. Oh, you're feeding the pit. Uh, we got Facebook messages coming in. Uh, we'll get to those in just a second. 252-WCMF, 252-9263. 61-year-old allegedly feed himself to the pit. Let's talk to Joe. Hey, Joe, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, man. What's up? So, Duffy, this guy's age puts him in about the mid-20s, back in the four years when the Bills went to the Super Bowl. Yep. So, I, so I'm 56. I'm taking this dude's old-school mafia. We raised some hell back in the day. Okay, but see, that's just it. That last, The last couple words there. And back that's what in he the said day. as he jumped over the fence. But, but, but here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that playoff game against Houston, this guy was at. We were down 35-3. to we had to jump the fences to get back in. We had no other way in. You're saying it's symbolic. Well, this, guy's got, this guy's got practice. He's done it before. Okay, but again, we're talking a 40-year body difference. I will say this, and I've told this story on the air before. Mm-hmm. I was at that game, and I went to get French fries. I was... Of course you did. I think I was like eight years old. And I'm standing up there, and it was when the Bills were coming back, and I'm watching these people try to climb the fence, and the police officers and security are hitting the guy's hands <laughs> with nightsticks. On the other side. And they're dropping. Crazy. It was nuts. one of those guys. It was nuts, right? I forgot the repeat. I forgot the repeat from the crotch to the ankle. All the way down. I, you know what? I was there. I saw the whole thing. As Van Miller said, it was pandemonium. You're right, buddy. Joe, thanks for the call. Go Bills. Yeah, go Bills. All right. There goes Joe. It's amazing how many people were at that game. Yeah. Over well, 400 million and people. And nobody were at left that game. either. It's really weird. Which I hadn't moved here yet. Yeah. I was at that game. Which is weird, too, because the, the game was blacked out because it didn't sell out. Yeah. <laughs> so, but everybody seemed to be at that game. 
All right, let me ask you this. As we yeah. talk about the 61-year-old man, all mm-hmm. that stuff, right? Would hearing a story of a 61-year-old man who jumped the fence into the pit, according to police, mm. make you want to attend or avoid this man's tailgate party next season? Oh, what do you think? I'm asking. I want to be around that. No. Well, he knows how to party. I mean, he's a liability, No, though. he doesn't. Yeah. Because he would have stayed on the other side of the fence if he knew how to party. Okay, do you hear yourself right now? You come in this show all the time talking about, oh, I get after you, man. I'm cool. I'm badass. I went to a water park unplanned when I was 34 in jean shorts that fired fireworks at my buddy. Yeah. Kimmy, you're telling me you wouldn't be curious about what these guys are doing before he gets... Yeah, I might be a little curious, but I want to watch it from a distance. I oh, don't want to be responsible for any of that. Oh, no, no, no. I'll You've see been... it on Channel 10. You've been invited to the party. You're not so responsible for he it. He wants us to come and yeah, hang yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, Well, you had a mutual buddy. Hey, remember that guy, 61-year-old, who jumped in the pit? But, you know, I, you and I have a buddy that would do this. And he also has buddies that kind of do this. Yeah. And the conversations get so goddamn awkward. Yeah. I was at a party where a guy's wife was complaining how he cheats on her at work. And the guy's sitting there. I mean, like, it's like, I don't want to be around that party. Okay. Because I don't know what that guy's like leading up to that moment where he jumps the fence. Like, what kind of conversations am I going to have to have? What am I going to have to go watch you do? Yeah. He's got other stories and other buddies, oh, man. And you know that he's a he's big on peer pressure. Like you're gonna take shots. You're going oh, to you you're know right what about I mean? that. You're, yeah, he's gonna like right. push liquor on you. You're right. You're right. And it's not gonna be good liquor. It's gonna be like that no. rot gut. Like oh, yeah. it's good. Oh, the other stuff they're just charging for the name. Yes. You know, this Mr. Dakota whiskey is really <laughs> it's good stuff. You're right. Oh, we got Facebook messages coming in. You can always get us at WCMF for the break room Facebook page. This comes in from Mike. Mike says, putting this guy on a pedestal the way you're all doing is why no one goes to Bill's games anymore. The parking lot is crazy and dangerous, and no one in their right mind will be caught dead there. Wait, it's so packed nobody goes there anymore? Yeah, I know. Yogi Bear is writing his Facebook <laughs> messages. They sold out every game before the season yes. started. Tickets yeah. were going for double to quintuple their value for most games. No one wants to go anymore. <laughs> Not to mention, the parking lot now mm-hmm. is a nursery school compared to the early 90s. Yeah. And I was there, man. I saw it with my own seven, eight, nine-year-old eyes. Yeah, it was the Wild West. Don't be a bitch, Mike. Is this... So next season is the last season of the stadium? 2026. So we got two more years in the old stadium. Oh, I thought the stadium opened in 2026. I thought we had two more years in the old stadium. I think the goal was 2026. I guess we'll see. I was just saying, could this this next season be the final full season? I think we have two. But I could be wrong. And now that you're saying... Now that's going to start getting crazy. Well, yeah, when it starts to look like a real stadium. No, and the other stadium is like, who cares? I, I don't know how you could treat that stadium worse than Bill Smith yeah. treated we it. We'll find out. I, I will say this. I'm taking my seats. I'm taking them. Well, there paid, you go. Well, so like there's file footage, and you can go look it up on YouTube could if you, you want. You'd have to buy them, right? Well, so that's what teams have been doing, and yes, they're going to yeah, try and make as stuff. much money yeah. as possible. But that, before that was a thing mm. in, was it 95 when Cleveland left the Browns left Cleveland 94. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last game in the dog pound, people brought tools, and they were carrying wow. full benches out of the stadium. <laughs> you can go look at it, and I don't think anybody stopped them. Yeah. They just let them take the stadium apart. Yeah. But if the Bills do not offer the opportunity for me to buy oh, you my seats. you have guys coming in there with blow torches. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm bringing something, and I'm taking those seats home with me, man. <laughs> right. I'm, you're not You're not By kidding where are you going to put that crap? My basement. I'm going to I've already planned it out in my head. I'm going to attach plywood on the bottom so it stays seated and then it'll go in my man cave. 
Right. And I'll sit in them and I'll watch the games. And you're not going to want this uncomfortable seat. It's the most comfortable seat. Actually, I don't know how comfortable it is. I've never sat in it. <laughs> I just stand in front of it for yeah. the whole game. But I want it. All right. My poor dad, he's had bench seats. Oh, so yeah, he can't had, go anywhere with Exactly. Those. Like, unless he brings like a hacksaw and yeah. spends five days there, he ain't getting his <laughs> seats out of there. And he's got six of them. So you couldn't Ooh. even get that whole bench out if you wanted. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This story is insane. What happened? Well, one, because anyone from our area that's going to the Olympics is pretty amazing. Oh, yeah, just to get to that level? Yes, but the fact that this woman has an opportunity to do it. Oh, it's a chick. Yes, just 10 to 15 years after another person from this college that is so small, most people forget that it's in the greater Rochester area. It's astonishing. Okay. You're hanging out in the break room, Rochester's Classic Rock, 96.5, WCMF, Bryn King. She goes to college here in Rochester. Mm-hmm. She attends Roberts Wesleyan University. Yeah, small, small school. Did you forget that was a school? I did. Okay. And that's okay. It's tiny, itty-bitty, tucked away out there in Chile, yeah. right down the street from the family video. <laughs> Bryn King, who does track and field at Roberts Wesleyan, mm-hmm. has qualified for the U.S. Olympic trials after having the Best mark in the nation for a women's pole vault during a SUNY Brockport meet. Damn. Let me say that again. This Roberts Wesleyan pole vaulter Mm -hmm. had the best women's mark in the nation. She's number one right now. Yeah, this is according to the story on News 8. She's our number one poller. Uh, So far. And she will have an opportunity to go and compete against the other best pole vaulters in America to represent the United States in the Olympic Games. And that story in itself is remarkable. Yes. A small school athlete, if I'm not mistaken, Roberts Wesleyan is so small. How small is it? It's not even an NCAA school. What is it? I think it is. So did they move? I thought it was Uh, NAIA. I know it's technically like Division II. I don't even know what that is. What's NAIA? National Alliance of Independent Albatross. I thought it was like alcohol-free beer. Something like that. Uh, Yeah, maybe it's different throughout their different sports. I don't know. I'm not sure. Look, I apologize if I'm wrong. But that's an amazing story. You can't really top that, Pat. Well, uh, actually, you can't. You can't. Because what is happening at Roberts is happening for a second time. That's a pretty amazing thing, Pat. Jen Sure had a 17-year record-breaking pole vaulting career and won two Olympic medals pole vaulting. Yeah, she was like, it was her and this Russian chick, I remember, were like neck and neck as the best in the world. She also went to Roberts. Yeah. Those two are Roberts, well, Jen's a Robert Mm -hmm. alumni, and this girl will soon be a Roberts alumni. So I wonder if one feeds the other because she went there, the training was better there to learn how to do this, like the coach stayed or something, because the coach was her... I think ended up being her husband. So you want to know who her coach is? This girl who's going to be quali- who qualified? Jen sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, she's, oh, she's coaching sense. her. Oh. She is sense. coaching yeah. her. Damn. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, what freaking secret? 
I know. Does Jen sure know about pole vaulting where you took someone else from one of the smallest schools in the region and have her at the doorstep of qualifying for the U.S. Olympic team? Because I'm guessing you had to be a certain size to do this. I know nothing about pole vaulting. I don't either, but I'm guessing because it's such a uniquely weird sport to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what I, Olympic sport isn't uniquely weird? This, pole vaulting is one of those things, though, that just it just looks weird. Well, to your point, like, there are certain sports, especially in the Olympics, where, like, you just have to be a certain size. Like, th- sometimes it's the bigger, the better. Sometimes it's the smaller. Okay. It, and if you're I don't over- know if you're taller, it works. You're lankier. Yeah. You always look like you're trying to escape prison when you pole vault. <laughs> what? Did, I forgot. Did you say this woman's from here, too? I or, don't know if she's or, from or, Rochester. Or, like, somewhere around she's, here? She's a fifth-year student at Roberts. Oh. It doesn't and she's say- number one. Uh, yeah, whenever she had the highest mark in the country at a at an event at SUNY Brockport. Damn, so we'll see her in Paris. It doesn't. Well, she has to qualify still. She has, she has made the Olympic trials. Oh, all right. like that, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're number one right now, I'm guessing you're. How many chicks are showing up with poles? <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out on um, the west side. <laughs> every every woman who pole vaults at every college in America has the opportunity to do this. It's got to be uh, like how many? And there are a lot uh, of chicks that do this. Yeah, I mean every every every, every college with a track and field team would have. And yeah, then you got to be a woman with a good people. grip. And then you have women that have graduated. Tight. Then you have women that have graduated from college who do this on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Like for example, uh, if you've ever been to Lake Placid, yeah, 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 there are people that live in Lake Placid, Olympic hopefuls, grown ass people who spend the entire year training at the facilities there, up there. Yeah. They, yeah, it was the most. When we went up there, it was the most bizarre thing. We would go at, walk around the town, and it's nothing but people in U.S. Olympic team gear, head to toe. Right. I wonder because sometimes you'll see. To your point, it's not always college kids. If, like, you were somebody who was at the top of your sport, like, pole vaulting, right? And then all of a sudden some, like, professional athlete wants to try it. Like, that plays a different sport, and they're amazing at it. And we've seen them come in all of a sudden out of nowhere and knock people out of the competition. People that have been training their whole lives in one sport. Herschel Walker did it with bobsledding. Oh, yeah. And so did Willie Gold. Yeah. There have been a few, like, crossovers. And I remember thinking, like, it must suck for the one guy that trained his whole life that got kicked off the team. You ain't kidding. Because this person wanted to just try something for fun. But to dedicate yourself to a sport like that is amazing. Like, to have that kind of motivation to do that. Because, like you said... That you had to live, breathe, and eat pole vaulting. And there's no payoff. Well, the payoff would be... I I get it winning the goal, but you know, like if you... Other sports, you're Mm going to parlay that into a long career. You're going to be a celebrity. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like if you're a figure skater, if you're a tennis star, uh, even some of the runners that had long careers. Yeah. I only know Jen Shore because she's from here. I don't know the name of that Russian chick yeah. that was like a real ass to her. But with Jen Sure, again, we're talking about uh, this woman. Her name's Bryn King. She's a Roberts Wesleyan student right now. She currently has the top mark in the nation for a women's pole vault at an event at SUNY Brockboard. She's qualified for the U.S. Olympic trials. She will be the second woman in like the last 10, 15 years from Roberts Wesleyan to... Be a step away from mm-hmm. going to the Olympics. She can go to the Olympics. What makes it even more remarkable, the other woman who did this, Jen Schur, two medals, Olympic medals in her career, is her coach at Roberts after also doing this coming out of Roberts. But, you know, you say there's no, like, you know, payoff at the end. Well, I yeah. Mean, Jen, like a Mary Lou Retton. You're right. But Jen Schur's made a career out of this. In fact. Well, yeah. I mean, she got yeah. a nice job. I mean, look at it this way. If this woman makes You're not going to Olymp- be on Kimmel. <laughs> well, you, but you, but that's you can make that argument for a lot of Olympic yeah, sports. I, like you, they're really. I mean, they make the most of their. You know, yeah. for maybe you get like two, three Olympics out of it, depending on your sport. 
But that's kind of it for your sport. That's the only time you're going to watch that mm-hmm. sport is when the Olympics yeah. are on. And it's also pretty remarkable how many Olympic athlete stars we've had come out of the greater Rochester area. Well, the biggest the biggest one would have to be Kathy Turner. I would think so. Because she won a, a bronze. Or she, she, might have won, actually, thought, she may have won a gold. I thought she won a gold. Yeah. Kathy yeah. Turner, the speed skater. So. Yeah. And that was when I was a kid, that was like the biggest story in the and world. And you've had a bunch of skiers from around here that have hit. Recently. Yeah, all the Pittsburgh kids. I don't even know their names. Just kid from Pittsburgh, kid from Pittsburgh, kid from Pittsburgh. <laughs> They're all named Brit. <laughs> uh, Brian Gianta, Ryan Callahan, both represented the United States in the Olympics. But they kind of did that later on as as professionals. Oh though. no! Also coming. No, well, yeah, but I mean, they still. Oh did yeah, true. It. Okay. Yeah. Well, you try. Well, I figured once you won a Stanley Cup and then you go back to the Olympics, I'm not as impressed. I'm more impressed with the Stanley oh, Cup. I don't know. Still, it's competitive. There are I probably don't... more eyes on hockey during the Olympics than at other times of the year. Right? Callie yeah, never yeah. won a cup. With all due respect, yeah. I mean, like that's. I mean, you you go and represent your country. It's a big deal. And uh, mm-hmm. Dick Burkle, if I'm not mistaken, who track star, I, who? he was the he might be the most successful out of Dick Burkle. Yes, if I, I hope I'm saying I've that. Never name. heard that name. He made the cover of Sports Illustrated. Man, what, is this like in the 1920s, 70s? I think Dick Burkle. I think I'm saying that right. Well, that's when Dick Burkles were popular. Uh, let's see. You could here. be you could be an athlete named Dick. Burkle. Dick Burkle, American Olympic athlete, world record holder for the indoor mile, known as the most successful, one of the most successful walk-ons in the history of collegiate running due to his success in Villanova, born in Rochester, New York, 1947. And he, he indoor what? Uh, track, running. Oh. Yeah. I, If I'm not mistaken, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Where is Dick now? Uh, he passed away recently. Oh. All right. May he rest in peace. My thoughts and prayers go out to the whole Burkle family. I don't know, man. That's a legitimate question. Why would you Did he parlay that into you... some money? Well, no, because you've never heard of him. I don't know. Well, I just because I didn't have... hear him. Maybe he hit. Did he ever get on Carson? I oh, Yeah, right here. It says he was on the cover <laughs> of Sports Illustrated twice, once running and once on Carson. Well, Carson was the Kimmel of the 1970s. You're an idiot. <laughs> 252 WCMF, 252-9263. <laughs> Let's take one call. <laughs> Jeff is on CMF. Hey, Jeff, how are you, buddy? Hey, good. How are you? Okay, good, good luck following Dick Burkle. I, I don't even know if I'm saying that the right way. I've only read his name. I like the way you're saying it. Okay, great. Uh, Jeff, you were saying, buddy. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to comment. My son actually started doing pole vault last year. He's in high school. And it is something that is, I mean, it's a phenomenal thing to watch. Yeah, live. it's up there. I mean, it's hard. And, I mean, he just started doing it just out of the blue and loves it. But he said this, I mean, there's things you can do to really... Uh, really expand like how you can get over that. I mean, it's, these kids are, five, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old, clearing 10, 11 feet, and something that is beyond my beyond my skill set. Well, uh, obviously, Jeff, you're talking to us. I mean, you know, we didn't expect much out of you. But let me ask you a question: from one father, <laughs> yeah. one sports dad to another sports dad, like you know, there are games where I watch my daughter out there and she's flying around playing mm-hmm. with reckless abandon, and it gets me nervous. Right, sure. Jeff. What is your stomach feeling like as you're watching your son with a giant pole trying to clear this bar with nothing between him <laughs> and the ground the if air. he screws yeah. up? Yeah, no, it's uh, the first few times I watch it is very nerve-wracking because I've never seen him do it until the first meet. And, and they do a lot of training throughout the school year. So as he's been doing it now for, I mean, at least a year and a half, um, Nerves are not quite as much as they were when I first started watching them. All right, well, that's good. Um, How many guys are on that team of his pole vaulting game? How uh, many do pole vault? There's like six six boys that do it, and there are four or five girls that do it. I wouldn't even think you could get that many kids to do it. Bro, bro, you give me a stick and you have to go fly through the air? What kid doesn't want to do that? Why not try it? 
I mean, I couldn't. Yeah, I would have broken that stick in half in high school. I mean, I, yeah, these, they're around like 12-foot poles trying to get over a, you know, 10, 11-foot height bar. So. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, Tommy's, fun to watch. I don't know if you know, Tommy's mom tried to do pole vault in high what school. What happened? Well, she kept falling on that 12-foot pole. Where'd it go? It's gone. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Jeff, send your son to Roberts. Yeah. Get him in the Olympics, buddy. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Hey, you got it. Have a good one, guys. Isn't that just um, a girls' school? Roberts, no, it's no, boys. It's boys. It's boys. It's boys. No, no. For, uh, I thought it no, was. Here, here's where you're confused. They separate the boys and the girls. It's a religious school. They have the four feet on the floor rule in all dormitories. But so it is. It's a co-ed school, yes. but it's a it's a religious religious school. school. Okay. Yes. Uh, everybody's yelling at us because we didn't mention Abby Wambach. Abby Wambach, Just I'm to sorry. Put that out I'm there sorry. Well, no, oh, yeah, look. she's number one. Uh, yeah. No, but here's the thing. She was so successful, I forget uh, like, yeah, that it was you're, an Olympics. You're thinking deep cuts. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. I say that as I bring up Brian Giannis. Yeah, she would have to be the number one yeah. athlete yeah. in this yeah, town because sure. she was the number one athlete in her sport. No, you're 100% right. She might gold medal? It's funny. like Multiples. I bet she won multiple goals. Yeah, she did. To your point about like you know what success you can have after the Olympics, Abby Wambach is the perfect example of star power transcending her Olympic mm-hmm. dreams. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, yeah. it's hard for me to even remember. I think about World Cups. I think about her on ESPN. I think about the business Presenting at the ESPN. Exactly. Yeah. All these things. Like, like her playing in the Olympics is like the fifth thing yeah. that comes to sure, mind. Yeah. My apologies, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 